0: Welcome everybody to another Wealthy Podcast. On this episode, we dive into one of my TikTok live events. I do these every Friday at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you have the time and you're available, we'd love to see you at one of those live events where I can answer some of your questions too. Enjoy the episode. Welcome all, welcome, welcome. Uh, We'll wait for some people to join before we actually kick it off. Um, But today we're going to be talking about the New South Wales state budget. I um, have you here rested in front of my my computer. So I've got the state budget overview in front of me. Um, I've consulted my team on some of the things that were outstanding to them. And what I want to do is share it all with you because I see some tremendous opportunities uh, for investors, for homeowners. Um, bear in mind, for all of you out there, this, this my primary. Uh, I primarily like to focus on investing, making money through property. So that's the parts of the budget that I'm going to be focusing on the most. Um, it's now 12.01. So I'll kick it off for all of you people that are punctual. Now, whilst I'm talking, it is a collaborative thing. So I encourage you to also ask questions and I'll do my best to answer them. But let's start from the top and talk about this budget. Now, the, the, the big thing for property buyers are, you know, some of the opportunities that the New South Wales government is proposing to allow people to get in. This is getting in with a limited deposit. Um, let's, let's start from the top. I'll just pull it up. Team, thank you for your patience. Okay, I've just bought 20 grand in Bitcoin. Congratulations to you, Murray. Okay, got all my notes ready. Okay, so the big things uh, that came out of the budget, one is the shared equity scheme for New South Wales. Um, That shared equity scheme is up to 6000 eligible single parents, older singles, first home buyers who are teachers, nurses or police. I personally, if I were in that category, I'd certainly be looking at it. That shared equity scheme is pretty cool. It allows people to get in with a very small deposit. I think it's around 2%. Correct me if I'm wrong in there. Now, that small deposit allows you to get into the property, but then eventually, essentially the government owns 30 or 40% of your property. And I think you can nominate that amount. And it also depends on whether or not it's brand new or old brand new properties, you can go, the government can own up to 40%. If it's older, it's 30%. I like this initiative, it means that as a homeowner, you can get into the property, you've effectively got the government as a silent partner. But it means for you, you own the asset, your debt is much lower, and you get your opportunity to own a piece of the Australian dream own a piece of real estate. The other big thing that has been the tip of everybody's tongue is the stamp duty changes. Now the stamp duty Mm -hmm. suggestions a bit different to what they had originally suggested in, um, it was 2021 July. They put out a paper and they had a whole bunch of recommendations. There was a bit of a study on how they would roll out the stamp duty. Now, as I understand it, what they've got here is, it allows for people, first home buyers purchasing a home up to one point five million dollars, to pay an annual property tax rather than paying the upfront stamp duty um, consent, uh, upfront stamp duty cost of four percent. Now that is significant, I think. Um, what they've proposed as an ongoing fee is. Um, a minimum fixed amount of $400 per annum plus 0.3% of the land value. And that's if you're an owner-occupier. And then it is $1,500 per annum or 1.1% of the land value if you're an investor. Or if you turn that, you have to be a 1st home buyer to buy it. But if you turn it into an investment, then it'll switch to that. Um Again, I think that this is a really good initiative. I like it. It's a little bit different to the original uh, suggestion where in this instance, it's only for first home buyers. They can buy in and opt to then get that concession. But the nice thing is that the next person that buys it can then choose to either opt in or not if they're a first home buyer. So it's not now locked in this um, only paying a land tax. You can either choose to pay the full 4% upfront or you can pay that nominal amount as an ongoing fee. Um, I think that this is going to be a big boost for real estate prices, particularly in that price bracket. Um, it's it's going to certainly put more demand there. Now, at that price bracket, I must say there's a lot of pressure, downward pressure, because of interest rates. But having a land tax at at um, a land tax that's based on the unimproved capital value of the land is huge. And why it is used is because the unimproved capital value of a land is typically typically much less than what you would pay as market price. So let's just talk about that for a hot second. Market price is if you go to auction and the property sells for $2 million, you're paying capital, you're paying stamp duty on that two million dollars, 4% on the $2 million. Whereas in this instance, you'd be paying 0.3% as an ongoing fee. On the unimproved value of the land. Now that $2 million property, the unimproved value may only be five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars, maybe eight hundred thousand dollars. So you're paying a lower tax amount at a much lower threshold as well. So land tax is that that new land tax. Suggestion, I like it, it's some, It's a good initiative. I think people will check it out and I think it's gonna prop up prices in that, it's gonna at least buoy prices in that part of the market. The other parts of the budget that I found particularly interesting is the tremendous amount of investments in infrastructure. There's a huge amount of investments in infrastructure. Now, um, I really like that if you, if you follow us, if you follow Wealthy, our podcasts, um, uh, our tutorials, the free academy that we do at the Wealthy website, one of the things that we believe props up uh, the value of property is investments in infrastructure. And the reason why is because when the government, when private institutions spend money to improve a location, people typically want to either either want to move there or they'll pay more money to live there and that that's in the form of rent and different types of infrastructure impact prices differently so for instance one big piece of infrastructure that i'm excited about is the the fast rail program so the government's proposing to put up 274 million dollars towards this fast rail program which is, um, it's there to deliver faster connections between Sydney, Canberra, Bombardier, Newcastle, Central Coast, and it's trying to make it much, much faster to get between all of these cities. Now, for anyone that owns real estate in these cities, I do believe that the prices in those markets is going to increase. Um, Reason being is quite simply, if you're living in Newcastle now and you can commute to Sydney city in um, what they're proposing. I think it's about an hour, under an hour. That's significant. That is really significant. And now it takes you um, just over two. So being able to get there in under an hour is awesome. Um, Same thing for Canberra. Property prices in Canberra is gonna skyrocket. It's gonna really, really drive. Now, bear in mind, just because they're saying the faster our program, they're working on it, they're spending money towards it. I wouldn't expect it to be completed anytime soon. It's going to take a while for them to get it through, uh, get it through, get it approved, get it built. It's going to be a long, long time. Have a look at what happened with um, Badger's Creek. Perfect example. They've been talking about the second airport for 50 years, nearly. And it's when they did say in earnest, we're going to do it, it took many, many years for it to actually get approved, get up and running, then start construction. However, when they eventually did start construction, when it did get approved, and then they started construction, land values in Badger's Creek, Ludnam, that whole area, it skyrocketed. It over the space of a couple of years, you saw property prices jump a hundred um, double and triple. You went simple farmers, went from growing tomatoes to then becoming multi-billionaires. So that's the kind of things that this huge scale, massive infrastructure project can have. Well, that's the impact that it can have. The other opportunities that I see in this budget are for regional markets, regional markets around New South Wales. I think there's a really good opportunity to be investing in regional markets or buying out in regional markets. The government is putting a a lot of money, $2.4 billion over the next 10 years to allow for um, different incentives. They wanna bring out more healthcare and education. They wanna allow for more healthcare expansion and for a healthcare workforce. They really wanna incentivize doctors, nurses, um, these types of services out in the regional centers and that's going to encourage the population to grow. So if these regional centers are getting a lot of infrastructure, they're getting new hospitals, more healthcare professionals, we're going to see more attention in those markets. But it's not just that. The government, our regional, any regional areas in particular? Good question. Um, the regional areas that I like to focus on, if you're going to be using it as, a, as an idea, is I like to follow regional areas that have the largest populations. So, Newcastle, believe it or not, is technically a regional area. That's a great market to go and invest in. I think that's got a really, really good um, potential. I think regional areas west, I like places like Orange and Bathurst, there's a lot happening there. There's more than just mining, you've got tourism, you've got, um, they're really robust economies out that way. Um, they, they actually feed the nation as well. I also like regional areas. I like the Hunter Valley is another great part of the New South Wales um, regional economy. And the reason why I also like these areas is because part of the infrastructure bill is, is spending $3.2 billion on the Great Western Highway upgrade to reduce congestion um, through the Blue Mountains towards to, to get better connection to the Central West. So, I think the Central West is a really good opportunity for investment as well. You've got better um, transport out that way through the roads getting improved, and then more money being spent on the hospitals and infrastructure out that way. I hope that answered your question. Now, other pieces of infrastructure that they're spending money on Western Sydney. How can I forget about Western Sydney? Now, for all of you, I know that um, some of you have been paying attention, but I think Western Sydney is a. It is people are scared at the moment because there's interest rates, there's a lot of things that are happening, and it's taking their attention away from the fundamentals. And fundamentally, hey Carla, fundamentally, interest uh, the the western suburbs of Sydney have got a lot of room for growth. You've got the airport you have the Metro West going in. You also got the Metro Western Sydney line as well. So you've got the two Metro train stations that one's Southwest and one's properly West. That's a lot of new train stations, a lot of infrastructure. You've also got Parramatta as a CBD, which is getting a huge amount of money It's its own economy, it's its own powerhouse. But from Parramatta, you've got obviously the Metro West, You've got the new light rail. Stage two has been approved as well. You've got the university. You've also got the hospital in Westmead. Um, so, tremendous opportunities in the western suburbs of Sydney. Um, and they've just recently all see- No, it hasn't. Okay. Um, fair enough. No, it hasn't. Well, just clackers doesn't think that the western suburbs of Sydney hasn't hasn't got much opportunity. Did I Did you make the budget? We're just going to ignore clackers because he's ask, asking me nonsense at the moment. Anyways, uh, the budgets come from the New South Wales um, government. They've proposed it. clackers. So what they've also proposed is they want to spend 8.4 billion dollars no, no, excuse me uh, five billion dollars on the West Invest program. And that program is to fund transformational projects. Thank you for lifting your game. Transformational projects um, to support livability, community amenity in Western suburbs of Sydney. So this is the type of projects that make the area better, improving the streetscape, improving the parks, the recreation, new areas for people, for kids to go and play, new schools, upgrades to schools. Now we all know as parents, having a, um, a good public school um, nearby can imp- impact property prices tremendously. So what the government is actually doing is spending a lot of money on the schooling, but they've also created a new initiative where it's that pre-K, so they're allowing for people to um, lighten the load on, uh, on parents so that they can put their kids into a space that's not gonna cost them as much money to look after their children that's another opportunity there. Okay, so we've got a couple of other areas that I do want to talk about in here before I wrap up. Now, bear in mind, if you've got any questions like clackers, feel free to put them in in here, and I'll address them. And I'll try not to be so condescending. Apologies, clackers. So here, we've got $2.3 billion on the M6 um, extension. Now, for all of you, the M6 Stage One extension. What they want to do is remove about two thousand trucks daily from the, um, the the Princess Highway, and what I and what they also want to do is enhance pedestrian cycler safety through the pathways of the Princess Highway. So I see that as another big opportunity uh, for. I see there's a big opportunity for people in um, along the princess highway, taking a lot of trucks, a lot of that heavy, um, a lot of those noisy smelly trucks off that road, putting them onto the M6 is a big opportunity for homeowners and investors down the princess highway. I think the area around there is going to be a lot nicer, especially if they're making cycling paths and enhancing the the walkability of those suburbs. So I'd be looking around there as well. And then we've got $1.9 billion being spent um, for Jervis Bay to the Victorian border. So for people that are living in the south coast, I think that that's a big opportunity for people that are in the southern coast of the south coast of Sydney. That's a really, really big opportunity for you. The freeways are going to be improved, certainly between Sydney and Jervis Bay, but from Jervis Bay to Victoria. So that's increased tourism. That's more opportunities for job creation. I would be looking um, in the south coast of New South Wales as well. Okay, I've got some questions. What do I think of mascot? What do I think of mascot? Um, I'll cover that in a second. What I'll do is make sure that I've covered everything in this budget, and then I'll answer that question. I've also got another question here. Please make something for South Australia? Will do. I'll be making one for South Australia, for Perth, I'll cover the states. Um, Our business, Wealthy, invests all around Australia, so it would make a lot of sense for me to cover the major states. So let's see here. Ah, yes, 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 yes. So there's another rail line which is going in. $60 million to develop a final business case for the southern extension of the Metro West. The Metro West and South, Metro West for the airport, to extend all the way to uh, at Bradfield to Glenfield. So I think that Glenfield, there's an opportunity for the just south of Liverpool, Glenfield in particular, if they get their own extension to the um, to the uh, Metro to the to the second airport. I think that's another tremendous opportunity. So Liverpool, Kesuala, Glenfield, that area there. I think that that's a really good market for investment as well. Anyways, I've covered the budget. Um, I've spoken about the key things or the key opportunities that I believe will impact property prices. What I'll do now is address some of your questions. So going back here, we've got what I think of mascot. I think that mascot is a good market. I think that it is... um, I think there's some really good opportunities in Mascot. I mean, it's close to the water. You're really close, not far from the eastern suburbs of Sydney. It's not east, certainly not east, but you're not far from the east coast of Sydney. You've got um, Botany Bay, not far as well. I think you can get some really well-priced houses on big blocks of land there for less than $2 bucks, And I think that that's a pretty good investment in Mascot. I think that, again, with the... um, M6 changing, that's another opportunity. So it just means it's easier to get in and out of that market. Um, thanks for that, that heart. That was really nice of you, Fraziers. Okay, uh, what do I think about... i so Ed from Sydney. I'm inquiring about age pensions for all without restrictions. In other words, if PE. Um, Ed, I don't really understand your question that well. I'm sorry, I'm not not uh, across age pensions and things, not my area of expertise. Um, There are a lot of financial planners out there that I'm sure could answer that question for you. My specialty is more residential property and investments. Sorry, Ed, I I hate not being able to answer questions. Uh, Clackers again, mate, you're very active today. Um, House prices around Sydney are extraordinary. Yes, they are. Um, Let me know when we do a Melbourne, I certainly will. Um, I hope to be doing I hope to be covering most of the markets this week, so stay tuned for that. I may not do lives for all of them. I may just do some three minute clips and then you can just watch them on demand. A shooter, if pensioners can work and receive the pension without penalties, again, I don't know much about that. I'm sorry. Um, Dom, okay, I have a pre-approval of eight hundred and fifty k but don't know where to invest. Where can I get a house? Lol. Well, 850 grand is a really good budget. You can get a house in lots of parts of Australia. Um, If you're saying a house within New South Wales, you're going to have to go regional. Um, Regional markets are best for you. You're not going to really get a house in Sydney for 850K. You might, actually no, excuse me, tell a lie, you might, um, but It's going to be a headache. It's going to, it's going to come with a lot of headaches. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's, it's going to be painful. And what I mean by that is I've bought some cheap houses in the past and you're typically looking at doing an extensive amount of renovation work. So if you're going to go really cheap, be prepared that it will come at another cost. It's either going to cost you more money to get it up to scratch, or it's going to cost you time and expertise to effectively rebuild it and develop it. But, Western suburbs of Sydney, you can find pockets around some lower socioeconomic areas where you will find cheaper houses. I think a better investment opportunity is to go and get some stuff in Melbourne. 850K is a very healthy budget and you can buy some really nice houses. You can do some house and land packs in Melbourne. Um, I think that that's a really, really powerful market. Over the next 10 years, a lot of you may or may not know, but the city is going to be bigger than Sydney. And it's it's really suffered due to COVID. So Melbourne's a really, really good market for that. I hope I've answered your question there, Fraser. If you want more detailed, we can have a personal one-on-one chat. Just reach out to the wealthy team and we'll do that for you. Um, should I buy a two-bedroom condo in Roseberry? It depends. Should, it depends. If it's your own home, buying your own home, I can't comment on that. I don't know what your living situations like. Again, I can't really give any, this is no financial advice. Um, I can't give advice because uh, I don't know your personal circumstances. All I can do is talk to you about um, the market. I can talk to you about uh, generally what's happening out there, but if we learn more about your specific situation, what your goals are, what you can afford, then we can go a lot deeper. Um, there's no more questions. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I really enjoyed talking about this all today. I hope you got some value. Um, I really, It was great getting a lot of your questions, heaps of feedback. Frazier, thanks for all the roses. That's really, really generous of you. Um, I appreciate it. Um, Stay tuned. Next Friday, I'll be doing another live event. Um, if you want me to talk about a specific topic, let me know in the comments. Send me, send me some, um, send it to me in the comments. Or I don't know if you can private message in TikTok. I'm still getting used to it all. Anyways, it's Friday. It's nice and sunny here. I hope it's beautiful weather there. Have a great day. Lovely weekend, mm-hmm. and I'll see you all next week. Happy investing.